Chapter Two. London, England. Morgan, Jake, wait. The deep voice boomed through the corridor of the Arcane Headquarters, deep under Trafalgar Square in central London. Doctor Morgan Sierra turned to see Director Marietti at the entrance to one of the labs. He held a cane and rested against the doorframe. His body was still weak from the injuries he had sustained in India during the hunt for the Brahmastra weapon, but his eyes were steel hard. Morgan knew that he would not back down in the face of danger, whether inside Arcane or out in the world. She was part of that fight now, and even though they had just returned from a mission, she was ready for whatever came next. Jake went to Marietti and embraced his mentor, then stepped back, aware that he might have overstepped the mark. But Marietti smiled. It's good to see you back safely. He looked at Morgan. Both of you. Marietti's eyes met hers. They had almost come to blows over her actions in India, when she had made a decision against his orders. But it seemed that was now forgotten. His words were as close to an apology as she was likely to get, and that was okay. I know you've just returned, Marietti continued, but there's something we need to work on urgently, something that may threaten us all. He beckoned them into the lab. Morgan followed Jake into the room, one of the sterile environments used for examining ancient artifacts, down in the hidden chambers that few knew about. The public-facing side of the Arcane Religious Knowledge and Numinous Experience Institute consisted of funding academic discourse on religious topics, but Arcane was actually a secret agency investigating supernatural mysteries around the world. There were secrets down in the vault below that Morgan had almost died to protect. And many more left to uncover, like the artifact Marietti pointed at now. Spotlights illuminated a black marble tablet mounted on its side. Even with the bright lights in the room, the temperature felt cooler around the slab, as if the stone sucked in the light and warmth around it. Morgan shivered a little as she bent to look at the tablet more closely. It was roughly cut around the edges, as if excavated in a hurry. And one end was missing. A huge serpent curled across the face of a map of the known Earth as it was millennia ago. Its jaws gaped wide, and its fangs dripped poison as it pierced the body of a sacrifice heaped upon a pile of corpses. People cowered around it, some wrapped in worship, others with faces contorted by terror. The precise chisel marks of cuneiform text ran around the tableau. The cuneiform words tell of an ancient evil. A man stepped from the shadows in the corner of the room. He wore a black amaranth-piped cassock with pellegrina, a purple fascia, and a gold pectoral cross. A scarlet skullcap topped his white, close-cropped hair. His eyebrows were bushy above piercing blue eyes, and he moved with the silent, lithe grace of an athlete. This is Cardinal Eric Crotalia. Marietti said, "He's an expert on eschatology, the end times. I've been consulting with him about the tablet. He's one of our arcane advocates in Rome." Good to meet you, sir. Jake held out his hand, and Cretalia shook it firmly. Morgan thought Marietti's tone was just a little reserved, but if he trusted the cardinal, then she should respect his opinion. She nodded a greeting, but kept her distance at the other end of the table. 
The man was just a little too good-looking for a cardinal, more like Sean Connery playing the aged hero than a crusty Vatican scholar. Cardinal Crotalia walked up to the table and pointed at the carving. According to legend, the serpent will appear at the end of days to devour the earth. The language is close to some of the biblical prophecies, although, of course, this tablet is much older than extant texts. Marietti's dark eyes were haunted as he gazed at the marble. 